Perak Vav Mishnah Zayin. The Mishnah continues to discuss the topic of the factors we look at to determine if we're dealing with distinct households within a courtyard or one single large household, which of course will have an impact on the question of Erev. If we're dealing with multiple households in a courtyard, then the law of Erev Echadzeres applies. Each of those households will have to contribute bread, which is placed in one of the houses, so that uh, symbolically we say all the residents are living in that one house to permit carrying in the courtyard on Shabbos. We will interpret the mission in accordance with the opinion of Rav and the Gemara. And so it's a given to the Mishnah that the fact that you have a group of people that resides or sleeps in their own house does not necessarily deem the people in that house as a distinct household with respect to Erev. If, for example, you have a father who has a house in a courtyard and his children reside in a different house, but they regularly eat their meals in the father's house, or can have housing for employees, and they regularly eat at their employer's house. Allah, in that case, for sure, is again going to Rav's approach, is that it's all deemed one household. The children or employees, in those cases, would not have to make a separate contribution of bread to form an Erev. Indeed, if these people are the only residents in the entire courtyard, then they wouldn't require an Erev at all. We would say that it's one household in this courtyard, so the entire issue of Erev doesn't begin. The Mishnah discusses the following case. We have either Ha'achin or Hashutvim, brothers, in other words, somebody's sons, or partners, meaning employees, and specifically addressing the case of the brothers, the sons, who live in a different house in the courtyard. But the same applies to the employees that the Mishnah says, if, let's say, these sons eat from their father's table, but meaning they take the food to go, they don't eat at their father's house. They come to the father's house, they take food, but typically they'll eat that in their own homes, but the employees, the same thing. They receive food from their employer, but eat in their own homes, and be ashamed and sleep in their own homes. And the case is that there are other households to use this courtyard besides these households, the father and the sons. So there's no question that this courtyard requires an Erev. The only question is how many contributions of bread are required between this family, the father and sons. The mission rules that being that they don't actually eat their meals on a regular basis at their father's home, and they sleep in their own homes. Each home will have to make a separate contribution of bread to successfully set up the Erev. The sons will have to make their own contribution, even though we can't say that they're truly a distinct household, because the fact is they receive their food from their father's home, but they're distinct enough for us to require them to make their own contribution of bread to the Erev. And the Mishnah hits on the point even further and says, Lefichach. Therefore, since they generate their own obligation and these sons to contribute bread to the Erev, Im if that didn't happen, if, let's say, you have different sons in different houses, and one of them neglected to contribute bread to the Erev, he would ruin it for everybody. No one would be allowed to carry in this courtyard unless and until he dealt with that by relinquishing his rights into the courtyard as we discussed in Mishnayis, Sebeis, and Gimel. The Mishnah is emphasizing that we mean business here. It's not just a preferred thing. 
but even in the Bidiyavit sense, even if it's already after the fact, this is a firm ruling that each son will have to contribute his own contribution of bread you know, for each house, even though he's receiving his bread from his father, because again, he's not actually having his meals in his father's house, and he's sleeping in his own house. The mission now qualifies, Emasai, when does this ruling apply? That the sons would have to make their own contribution to the Erev, only it is only if the Erev formed by this courtyard was ultimately deposited in someone else's home, not the father's home, so that, of course, the father himself will be required to make a contribution of bread to the Erev. In that case, we're saying it's not enough for the father to contribute bread to the Erev, but his sons too, since they are considered to be you know, separate households, will have to contribute bread to the Erev in order for a valid Erev to be formed here. But if the Erev is ultimately deposited by them, meaning in the father's home, in which case the father doesn't have to you know, himself contribute to the Erev, his home is the very home where the Erev is being stored. And the whole concept of Erev is that by all the residents contributing their food to the Erev, we say that they're all symbolically living in the home where the Erev is located. Well, the father, in this case, is literally residing in his home. So he doesn't need to make a separate contribution of bread. He's the actual homeowner. In such a case, the Mishnah says, Oh, or in a case where the only people in this courtyard are the father and his sons. So once again, the point is that if we set aside the sons for the moment, no era of obligation is generated on the father. In both of these cases, the halacha is, It's not necessary for the sons to make a separate contribution of bread to the Erev. Since the fact is that they are ochlan al-shulchan meaning like they are somech al-shulchan they rely on their father's table, their father provides them with their meals, or if it's employees, their employer provides them with their meals, that does deem them as part of the father employer's household to the extent that they, the sons of the employees, will not generate an obligation of Erev. And so again, if there are other people in the courtyard and the Erev is being placed in a home other than the home of the father, so that there is an Erev obligation in the courtyard and the father himself is going to have to contribute bread, and the question is, can the sons exempt themselves from having to make a separate contribution on the basis that they receive their meals from the father? Regarding that question, the answer is no, since they eat those meals in their own homes and sleep in their own homes, they have to make their own contribution. They can't exempt themselves from making their own contribution. But in a case where if we do not consider the presence of the sons in the courtyard, the father himself would not have any obligation to contribute bread to the Erev. But the question is that since these sons have their meals in their own homes and sleep in their own homes, should they therefore generate an Erev obligation? Regarding that question, we say, you know, they can exempt themselves. They can say, no, we don't generate an Erev obligation because in the end, we get our food from our father. So, you know, because our father is not giving any Erev, we should not be viewed as a totally distinct household. And as a result, you know, we should have to contribute to the Erev.